You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Our vet Pete Weatherburn is here, yet getting ready for Christmas. A vet is not just for Christmas; he's for the the rest of the year. Is that right, Pete? Any time of year, you you never know when you'll need a vet. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the vets on call over Christmas. There there are some vets on Christmas. Yeah, just in it's, case. it's it's interesting. Members of the public might not know this, but. Um, as a vet, you're obligated to provide a 24-hour cover. It's not like an option. Like, if you're a shop, you can close, and if somebody comes up to you and says, look, I need such and such, you can say, well, look, I'm sorry, we're closed. End of story. As a vet, you're obligated to provide 24-hour cover. That's one of the trade-offs um, that, that vets have kind of agreed, I suppose, with the state. You know, only a vet is allowed to treat animals. So, you know, as a profession, the vets have a monopoly, if you like, on treating animals. There's plenty of choice within that monopoly, but it is the right of a vet and only a vet to treat animals. Anybody else, it's against the law for them to treat animals. So as part of the trade-off, we have certain professional obligations, and that's um, our code of conduct. And one of those things is we have to provide a 24-hour, 365-day-a-year service. Um, Now... It's not quite as simple as that, as you might imagine. Of course not, because you found some wriggle room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you see, originally what, what happened was every practice and every vet was on call. It's, it's a big deal being on call, though, because it means you have to always be beside a telephone um, and you always have to be able to respond So a pool of you to get together and you say there's always going to be a vet. Yeah, so, it's, so it started off with, okay, there might be three or four vets in one practice and they'd share it, so you'd be on a rotor, maybe one in three or something like that. Um, and then vet practices started to get together and saying, well, listen, we're providing the same service to the same pool of customers, so why not share a rotor between different practices? You might have two or three practices sharing a rotor, so now you might be doing one night in seven or something. But then vets found, well, you know, when I do my one night in seven, I'm so busy, I'm up all night and I, I can't cope with work the next day. So what the vets then said is it makes more sense to employ people just to be available, just to work during the night time. So that's what's evolved now in the North Wicklow and Dublin area where you have dedicated emergency premises where whenever the vet is shot, um, if you phone your local vet, you'll always get a way of contacting the vet. And if you're in the North Wicklow, Dublin area, that number is likely to be um, what's called the Dublin area, Dublin Animal Emergency Centre, which is at, um, based at Belfield, where UCD is. It's not run by UCD, it uses space that's provided by UCD, but it's a, um, basically private vets who are there all night, and, and, and nurses as well. It's far better from the point of view of animal care, because it means that um, if you're seen by somebody, if you have a crisis at three in the morning, there'll be vets and nurses who are wide awake, and their only job is to help your animal, and not just to do the operation and go home to their own beds, but to do the operation and okay. stay with them, monitoring them afterwards. All right, how do we get all into that? Because <laughs> well, it's a particularly big deal over Christmas, because people might worry about phoning the vet on Christmas Day, because they don't want to but disturb there is, them. There is but a the, service. the point is, if, if you're in that area, you're not bothering anybody because they're there their job is to work Christmas Day mm-hmm. so go ahead and contact them they want right. to help you and similar service for South Wicklow West Wicklow and well 
every area has basically the way you find out what's available in your own area is you contact the vet that you usually go to and they will have an answer machine or a call diversion to a number where somebody will help you so there's okay. never any need for an animal not to get treatment there's always veterinary help available okay. alright I just want to get to a question here yeah. uh, my dog has suddenly become very fussy with food nothing wrong with the dog but they seem to reject what they're getting yeah, it's hard to know why that is, and it's hard to know how much to worry about it. Well, if you give them treats, that means they probably know the difference between that that's tasty I, and that's not tasty. I think one of the things that people often don't recognise recognize is that dogs are really quick learners. So if, let's say, on one instance, um, you decide that instead of the usual dry biscuit ration, you're going to give your dog some treats from your own plate... And you give the dog that, that food for the night. Well, the next night, the dog will look at the dried food, remember the lovely tasty treats I had the night before, and think, if I refuse that food, will they give me the nice tasty treats? And so they'll sit back and refuse the food and watch you. And if you react to them and give them attention, they'll say, well, I'm getting somewhere, I'm getting attention. They'll wait a bit more, you give them some treats, and they, get, they go to themselves, well, that was well worth waiting for. I'm going to wait again tomorrow night. And so that's how they learn. So you teach the dog. You're basically teaching the dog, even though you're having a bit of a laugh with it or something, you teach the dog to basically reject the food. That's what you're doing accidentally. Now, I hear other, some, I hear other people out there saying, that's not true, that you're just... You're just if you're taking a hard line and it's not fair to expect dogs to eat boring dried food well there's possibly some argument in that but I think that in general if you choose a good quality dried food and if there are thousands of other dogs that happily munch into that food every night that means that it surely is pretty good fodder but if you're getting the same every night but yes but that's why you're humanising the dog Declan you may like to have a different meal every night that doesn't mean that dogs like to have that dogs like to have full tummies and they like to enjoy the taste at the time but I don't think that they have the same sort of well, maybe they do. Maybe they long for fillet steaks, um, you know, with nicely I mean, cooked They're there veggies. and they, they have to depend on you to um, yes. give them something. You know, yeah. they, don't, they don't sort of say, wouldn't mind a bit of that now tonight. Nah, they, they have to just wait, you know. So you do it as a chore and then oh, feed the blooming dog, you know, just when I'm rushing out, I forgot. And they get the same old stuff. I think it's really important that dogs enjoy their food. And so if you, if you are, if you give your dog the same food every day and your dog genuinely doesn't enjoy it and you can tell from looking at them they don't enjoy it then I'd suggest you change their diet to something else and one of the good things is there are dozens upon dozens of different ways of feeding dogs from the dried food to the dried food the tins to some of the sort of um, the more unusual types of food where you know you can feed sort of raw meat and that kind of stuff there's lots and lots of good ways of feeding dogs what's important is to find one that's good quality that's um, convenient enough for you so you're not having to you know spend hours preparing it every night uh, uh, and also that's reasonably economical because you know you don't necessarily want to spend a quarter of your household budget on feeding your dog so there you go there's choices <laughs> there but I'd also suppose I should add very obviously if your dog seems unwell in any way um, and uh, you need to go to the vet and sometimes the first sign that a dog is unwell is they do refuse their food so if your dog has a sudden change of habit such as eating well every night then suddenly stops eating if Does that it, happens in more than 24 hours then there could be a yeah. problem you ought to go Okay, to a vet. quick question here uh, Pete Hi, uh, we have a little dog seven months old who eats everything so far he's uh, or so far he has eaten 
three of his beds. Uh, any suggestion to help him stop tearing everything up? Yes, what you have to do is give him something to tear up that you don't mind him tearing up. In other words, dogs have a natural urge to chew things and you need to provide for that urge. The best answer I know is to buy these red rubber chew toys called Kongs, which you can stuff with food, put in a deep freeze, then give to your dog. It'll take your dog up to an hour to chew its way through a Kong and once it's done that, you can refill it and give it the next day as well. That way your dog's chew chewing reflexes and urges will be used up on things that it doesn't matter if they chew. Where do you buy those? You buy them in um, many vets sell them and so do many pet shops. Right, a Kong. K-O-N-G. Right. And what sort of food are you talking about? It, well, I, I just soak some normal dried food for my dog's dinner and put it into the Kong. It's important that you don't give them extra food. So what you put into the Kong should come from their dinner. So it's basically a way of feeding them more slowly. If you give them extra food like that, then they'll, they'll become obese, and that's a whole different kind of problem. All right, OK. <laughs> Peter Weatherburn, our vet from Bray Vet, an old Connor in Bray, and also his website, petethevet.com. God, what, yeah, and what um, day are you on, the TV3? Um, every Wednesday morning, I'm on oh, yeah. AM. Right, OK. And then, of course, he's here on Thursdays. That's it. For the main highlight of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Declan. PeteTheVet.com. Pete Weatherburn. Thanks very much indeed. Pete.